0: Thank you so much. Love you. Appreciate the honor. Appreciate the cake. Appreciate the singing. I'm going to sing a birthday song that only people a little bit younger than me will remember this. This group will not remember this birthday song. A happy birthday to you, a happy birthday to you Every day of the year, may you find Jesus near A happy birthday to you, a happy birthday to you And the best year you've ever had How about that? We used to sing that when I was a little girl every Sunday in church Somebody had a birthday, and they had a birthday bank, and you put your money in the birthday bank, and then they sung to you. Amen. Thank you, President Hagen, for the opportunity to be your mowing chair this semester. I have enjoyed it so much. Thank you, classes that have opened up for me to teach. Thank you, students, for what a wonderful, wonderful group of students you are, how hungry you are for God. But I want to make you a promise and tell you this. I want you to remember this. I'll get down here where I can see the whites of your eyes. I'll get back up. <laughs> Every day, this university, administration, faculty, staff, students are prayed for. Every day. I have a prayer room in my home and nothing happens in that prayer room but reading of the word and prayer and all over the wall are names written that are call in prayer every day and this university is on that wall and every day I go before the throne of God in prayer for you I want you to know that Every day, somebody's calling your name in prayer. And we'll continue to do as long as I live. And then when I get to heaven, I'll go before the throne and do it. Amen. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Dr. and Mrs. Dimbo, it's good to see you again this morning. Appreciate you so much and the friendship through the years. Thank you. Dr. Alan Tennyson, it's wonderful to be with you and enjoy the fellowship. I know you have a wonderful mother. (laughs) 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 My little grandson, as I was singing that birthday song, I thought about this. My little grandson, seven years old, his name is Steel. So every evening he's been saying, Nani, would you sing me to sleep? Just sing me Christian songs and sing me to sleep. So the other evening I was singing and I said to him, Steele, Nani's got to stop. Her throat is hurting, and I need to give it a break. And he said, Go ahead, Nani, and give your throat a break, and maybe you'll sound better after it's rested. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for enduring my singing. <laughs> This morning, we're going to talk to you about the love of God. John three sixteen, and you can quote it with me. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, and whosoever to believe on Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. You don't have to quote this with me. 1 John 1 and 4. For God sent His Son no, this is John 3, 16, and 17. Let me do a first John, where I'm the next one, I'm gonna do is first John. Herein is love, not that we love God, but who? God loved us. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that God loved us. When God sent us his son, he sent us the greatest gift he could send us himself in human form. The best way we could receive this gift was humanity, our own essence. So this morning, I'm going to deal with the who, the what, the where, the when, and the why of God's love. The who, the what, the when, the word, and why of God's love. Dr. Dimbo, would you stand and ask God to anoint me, please? Yes. Special time And to have this mouthpiece for you, this oracle from God to speak to us this morning, to remind us how great the love of God is toward us. Yes. We receive your word, we receive your message this morning. We pray for an anointing on Sister Yes, God. Amen. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you. The first thing we're dealing with this morning is the who of God's love. God is the who of his love. There's no beginning and there's no ending. God's love is everlasting to everlasting. See, God so loved us that in creation, he spoke everything else to in, to ex, in existence, but he touched us. The word says he formed us. But everything else he spoke into existence because God so loved us. So he is the who of his love. The what of his love. For God so loved the what? The world. You are the object of God's love. You know why the enemy gives you such a hard time? He's an ex-employee of God's. He can't be reinstated. So the only way he knows to get back to God is through the object Of God's love. You see this young man sitting right here. This young man is the object of my love. Now let me tell you something. You can get by with talking about me. But don't talk about him. You want to know if I got some fire in me? I do. I'll get forgiveness but I still have fire in me. Why? He's the object of my love. See and if you want to get to me. Then you talk about him. It don't bother me, but don't talk about him. See, we're the object of God's love. So the enemy is trying to get back to God through the object of God's love. That's the only way he can get back to him. How many ever had the enemy to bring your past up? Don't let it depress you. You know why we have reruns on TV? It's because they don't have any new material. You know why the enemy brings your past up? He doesn't have any new material. What he's bringing up to you is under the blood of Jesus Christ, and it's called a rerun. Amen? So when he brings a rerun up to you, just say, "Uh uh-huh, you don't have any new material on me. All you have is a rerun, and the rerun is under the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? We're the object of God's love. So when he runs the rerun, get excited. He doesn't have any new material on you. All he has is a rerun. So that's why the enemy wants to depress us and get us down. He's trying to get back to God. Folks, when Jesus came, everybody wasn't ready to receive his love. The innkeeper was too busy. Herod was too jealous of power. And the nation as a whole did not receive him. But there was some that did receive his love. Mary, the mother of Jesus, said, Be it unto me according to thy word. See, Mary was not saved by the birth she gave. She was saved by the blood that was shed. Joseph received his love. He allowed Jesus to interrupt his life. The shepherds received his love. The wise men received his love. They also allowed Jesus to interrupt their lives. Folks, are you willing to let Jesus' love interrupt your life today? At the age of excuse me, 23, I was engaged to another young man. This young man was about my son's height. Born again, spirit-filled. Thank you, baby. Let me water these teeth. Thank you, honey. Wonderful man. At the age of 18... The Lord asked me if I'd be willing to marry a preacher. And I said, no, I want to marry somebody who's going to make me some money. (laughs) Not to discourage any of you, God will take care of you. Fine young man, God said, no, he's not the one. No. No. Finally, I struggled with this until I allowed Jesus to interrupt my life. Are you hearing me? I allowed him to interrupt my life. And I said no to the young man. Both of our hearts were broken. At the age of 26, I say to myself one day, God, I want a Christian home, a Christian husband. Once again, he said, would you be willing to marry a preacher? Me thinking there's not any preacher my age left. If I'll say yes, then I can be free to do as I please. Don't we think we're smart? Amen. (laughs) I used to, as I told you, I worked for General Telephone Company. So I said, yes, God, I'll be willing Two weeks from that time, my pastor's wife calls me and said, Martha, do you have to work tonight? I said, yes, ma'am, I do. She said, well, could you take off? We've got a young man coming from Texas to start a revival, and he's 31 years old and has never been married. I knew I was going to have to marry that dude, and I'd never seen him. <laughs> I knew it. And I said, yes. Yes. I'll see if I can. Told my chief operator, chief, give some of the younger girls my hours. I'm going to church tonight. Well, normally got my hair fixed on Friday, but thought just in case I'd get it fixed on Wednesday. (laughs) I go in church that night and somebody says, what are you doing here? You normally have to work. And I went, shh. And before they finished, from the other side of the auditorium, somebody said, you got your hair fixed today. Normally you get it fixed on Friday. And I'm saying to myself, this is the nosiest bunch of people I've ever gone to church with. They won't let me alone. He preached that night. He preached on Be Sure. Got a lot out of that sermon. I got something that really stuck with me for 52 years. <laughs> Most people don't get that much out of a message. <laughs> but uh, let me tell you something. We fellowship, as I told you before, but I'll tell you again. We started dating, and he'd take me to the door for six, seven, eight months and say, I sure enjoyed the fellowship. And one night, I thought I can get this at church. <laughs> We fellowship until we got married. (laughs) But I want to tell you something, young people. I allowed Jesus to interrupt my life. And listen to me. When I walked down the aisle to say I do to that wonderful man, there was not a doubt in my heart that I was not in the perfect will of Almighty God. I want to tell you, and my son can... Verify this. He was one of the finest men you'll ever want to meet. Never raised his voice about anything. Never. He disciplined our son like this. Come over here, baby. I really need to whip you, honey. That's as excited as he ever got. But you know what? I allowed Jesus to interrupt my life. Folks, Mary did. They received his love. Joseph did. The wise men did. The shepherds did. So think today, God, I receive your love. And I'm open to allow you to interrupt my life to whatever you would have me and want me to do. Amen? That's the who. You are the who of God's love. The win of God's love. The word says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's the win of his love. While we were yet sinners. And then in special ways, at special times, God reveals his love unto us. Folks, I told a class this morning, when ordinary methods will not avail themselves for God to let you know that he loves you, he will employ an extraordinary way to let you know how much he loves you. Amen. Hallelujah. God. The win of God's love. And we've got to get this in our spirit. When we suffered that terrible tragedy I've alluded to since I've been here where we lost 27 precious people. My husband, on a Wednesday, walking down the hallway of our church, said, God, if I don't hear from you today, I'm not gonna make it. How many's ever been in that position? Yeah. Honey, if you haven't packed a lunch, you will. <laughs> we all do. So it, he was walking down to the cafeteria. We had a school in our church and we had served hot lunches. So he was going to the cafeteria to get a cup of coffee, just walking and talking to the Lord. In the middle of the hallway, an Indiana State Police stepped out and he said, are you not the pastor? My husband said, yes, sir, I am. He said, pastor, I didn't come here today to investigate this tragedy, but I came here today sent by God to bring you a message. Of God's love in special ways at special times, God reveals Himself unto us. He said, Go to your office, get one of your men, put a tape in the recorder, and record this message. And He began, Weep, my children, weep, but don't weep too long. From this fire will come another fire, but it'll be a fire of purification not a fire of destruction, and it will reach around the world. He said, I have every one of your loved ones in my hands. Every one of them made it. They are with me. He went on and on. He, my husband had that message transcribed, passed out to the people. And when things calmed down, he had taken his name and his badge number. And when things calmed down, he said, I want to thank that Indiana State Police for obeying God. He called the Indiana State Headquarters for the police, state police. Gave them a badge number and a name. And they said, Reverend, we'll get back to you. In a couple days they called back. And they said these words, In the history of the Indiana State Police, there's never been a man on the force by that name or that badge number. What do I believe? The love of God in special ways at special times sent an angel dressed in the uniform of an Indiana State Police to bring a message to a man that says, God, today I've got to hear from you. Amen. Folks, that's the love of God. While we were yet sinners and in special ways at special times, let's go on. The whir of God's love is everywhere. David said, if I ascend to the heights, it's there. If I go to the lowest hell, it's there. He scatters himself in my path. There's no way I can walk over him, under him. He is everywhere. The love of God is chasing your unsafe loved ones today. Get that in your spirit. The love of God is everywhere. Folks, it points upward from heaven. Downward to lost souls. Forward to those that will be born. Backwards to those that have been born. The love of God you cannot get away from. For that love is reaching out. Let me tell you something. A sinner will go to hell unsaved but never unloved. young man in Texas, Austin, Texas, music director, said, I want to tell you my testimony. He said, I have a praying grandmother. And said, every time I went to Grandma's house, she told me about her Jesus. And said, I couldn't stand it, so I'd run out the door because I was not serving God. I was steeped in sin. said, one night I OD'd literally on drugs and alcohol. My spirit left my body. And he said, I saw them write out the death certificate, lay on a sheet, dead on arrival. And he said, I felt myself being pulled into a dark tunnel. And said, I heard the screams and could hear, feel the heat. One more time, I heard my grandma's voice. And she said, the last words she said to him was these. Jose, if you ever get in trouble... Call on the name of Jesus. There's power in that name. And he he said, My spirit screamed as loud as it could scream. Jesus... Said when I did a hand reached down Pulled me up my spirit reentered My body he said I sit up on that Stretcher speaking in other tongues Like to have given the hospital staff Cardiac arrest. and said the Lord said to him son I want You to tell the world my Love reaches to hell's door They that call upon The name of the Lord Shall be saved amen <laughs> Hallelujah God That's the love That's the love Of Almighty God. The where. Then let's go with the why. The why of God's love. Folks, number one, it's for fellowship. He wants to have fellowship with us. The word says, truly, our fellowship is with God and His Son, Jesus Christ. So he wants us to have fellowship with him. That old song that says, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I'm his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. That's the love of God. And then the other why. Why of his love? Because God wants to give you what you need for the journey that's ahead of you. You know why he sent the Holy Spirit? For the journey that's ahead of you. His love sent the Holy Spirit to us for the journey. Every one of us have a journey that's ahead of us. And God's love is to give us what we need for that journey that is ahead of us. Our youth our choir director. His name was Chuck Kita. And I called him Pastor Banana. Chuck Kita Don't you know I was an interesting pastor's wife? (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful choir director. On a Wednesday evening, before we suffered the bus tragedy on Saturday, he practiced with a choir. Now, I sung in the choir, not that I could sing, as I told you one time, if I recorded a CD, my singing would be so off, the hole wouldn't be in the middle. <laughs> but uh, looks better to fill the choir up. <laughs> when we finish with choir practice, Pastor Chuck made this statement. Choir, if I never practice another song with you again, I want you to sing this song with me. And he began to sing, when peace like a river tendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, he's caused me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. With the tears flowing down his face, he looked at the choir and said these words, I want you to know, if we never practice together again, it is well with my soul. The last they saw, Pastor Chuck, he was standing in the stairwell of the bus and said to the young people, get off as quickly as you can. I'm not going to make it. And he lifted both hands and said, I'm going home. You have to be saved to die that way. But what happened? That Wednesday evening, God gave us what we needed for the journey that was ahead of us. It is well It is well with my soul. Folks, we need to get the love of God in our spirit. The who of God's love is God. The what of God's love is you. The where of God's love is everywhere. And in special ways at special times. The when of God's love is while we were yet sinners and to uh, to. meet our special needs or to give us what we need for the journey, the whys for fellowship and for the journey that's ahead of us. We need to understand the when, the where, the what, the why of God's love. We need to understand that. We're going to close today, but we're going to pray before we leave today. I've heard from God for this service. I didn't come here with an agenda. But I came hearing from God. And the Lord spoke to my heart today these words. He wants to wrap His arms around you today in an extraordinary way. Draw you in close to let you feel His love. There's an old song and a verse I'm going to quote. I'm not going to sing it. I won't put you through it. But I'm going to quote this verse. Could we with ink the ocean fill? Or were the skies of parchment made? Were every stalk on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade? To write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole. Think about it. Though stretched from sky to sky. That's the love of God. And he wants to draw you in today. And he wants to wrap his arms around you and show you his love in an extraordinary way. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through today, he wants to tell you he loves you. He's taking care of it. And it's going to be all right. I want to tell this testimony and we're going to close story is told of a young man left home at an early age. Some of you may have heard this, did not want to obey his parents, and he said to his parents, "You'll never see me again. Don't try to contact me. You'll never see me again." Many years passed. He had a family, somehow lost his family. He thought one day, I wonder if my mom and dad's still living. I'd like to see them one more time, but I don't know if they've forgiven me or not. So he boarded a train, sat by a gentleman on the train, and he said, I'm going to see my mom and dad. I wrote them a letter, and I said, I'm going to be on this train. It's going to pass the house at this time on this day. If you love me and you've forgiven me, hang a hanky in the old apple tree that stands out by the track. I'll get off the train. But if there's not a hanky hanging there, I'll go on with the train. And he said to the gentleman what he was doing. And he said, around the next curve to your right is my home place. There's an apple tree standing by the tracks. I can't bear to look. Would you look to see if there's a white hanky hanging On one of the limbs. The gentleman said, yes, son, I will. As they rounded the curve, the young man said, you see the house? Yes, I do, son. You see the tree? Yes, I do. Is there a hanky hanging on one of the limbs? No, son, there isn't. There's an old man and woman standing out under the tree, and they're both waving a bed sheet. He's waving the bed sheet for you this morning. The love of God. Folks, if we can have that kind of confidence in the love of a natural person that can fail us at any time, how much more confidence can I have in the love of a heavenly father that cannot and will not fail me? I'll tell you this, and I promise I'll close. I'm in the second grade. My second grade teacher... Gets 20 packages of Juicy Fruit gum. And she says, anybody that has a nickel on them, and I probably told you this before, anybody that has a nickel on them today can have a package of gum. I didn't have a nickel on me. So I went to my teacher and I said, Miss Nell, if you'll put back a package of gum for me, I'll bring you a nickel tomorrow. She said, I'll do it. Next, When I went home that day, I said to my dad, Dad, I told Miss Nell if she'd put pack a back a package of gum for me, I'd bring her a nickel tomorrow. And he looked at me and said, Sis, where'd you think you was going to get a nickel? I looked at him and said, knew you'd give it to me. (laughs) Next morning, preparing for school, my mother said, Honey, there's a note on the dining room table from your dad. On the note lay a nickel. And here's what the note said. Dear Sis, here's the nickel for your gum Thank you for having confidence in the love of your father. I was already chewing that gum by faith. Why? I knew that my dad's love, if he had to borrow that nickel, he would have borrowed that nickel so I could have it. Once again, folks, if I can have that kind of confidence in the love of a natural man that can fail me any time, how much more confidence can I have in the love of a heavenly father that cannot and will not fail us? Hallelujah, God. The love of God heads are bowed and eyes are closed for just a moment please sing would you please thank you and appreciate it hallelujah I want you to think about this morning I want you to think about the times in your life when you knew without a doubt there were special times he made his love so real to you yes God yes God Think about it this morning. I said His love gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit. How many would say this morning, I don't have that gift, but I'm hungry for Him. Can I see your hand? Thank you. It gives us what we need for the journey that's ahead of us. Hallelujah. Thank you. How many would say, and I'm sure everybody has, but I'll just ask. I have not accepted that love. But I want to today, before I leave this place, can I see your hand? Okay, thank you. If you've ever felt the love of God, I want you to stand right now. You that lifted your hand for the baptism, you may come on first if you'd like, and we'll pray with you. The baptizer's in the house. Amen. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Sing it this morning. While we're singing, I'm going to ask you to come. Find a place to kneel if you can in the presence of God and say, I want you to love me. If God's ever done anything for you, step out this morning. Find a place to pray here at this altar and say, God, I want you to wrap your arms around me in a fresh way today. Oh, hallelujah, God. With every breath. Hallelujah, God. Come on. God ever done anything for you? You've ever felt his love? I just want you to kneel in his presence today and just say, I thank you, God. If you can't kneel, I understand. That's no problem. Oh, God, let him wrap his arms around you. Remember the times that you felt his love in an extraordinary way and you knew it was God. God wants to give you today what you need for the journey that's ahead of you. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. Yes, it is, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, thank you for your love today. Thank you.